Hey guys, it's Girl Mike Panda, the Binding Warrior Podcast. Today is your Mindset Monday episode of the week. So uh, today's topic to start off the week uh, is something that I've been really mulling over for the last several months, especially as we uh, kind of see our way out of this uh, pandemic in the state of Texas where things look pretty much back to normal. Most of us are vaccinated, a lot of the, uh, and pretty much I think after June 4, the mask mandates are going to pretty much disappear. So, um, you know, we're basically kind of back to normal and it's interesting to see what happens when society kind of comes back together again, uh, you know, being out in public, you know, going to restaurants, you know, being able to do these things that my family and I have been yearning to do for the last year, you know, just basic things that we did in 2019 that we had to say goodbye in 2020. Um, it's interesting seeing how people come back into society and what's happening. And a big part of what I'm seeing are is a lot of anxiety. I'm seeing a lot of people, especially men, with anxiety, with depression. I'm seeing a lot of men struggling uh, to keep their uh, houses in order uh, because the anytime there's a struggle, it's a mirror, right? It, it reflects upon who we are as men. And I want to talk about that a little bit today. And so the title of this podcast episode is Reclaiming the Mental Health of Asian American Men. Now, I'm talking about Asian American men. I'm not trying to exclude anybody, but I feel like that there's, no, there's not a lot of... Um, people on the internet talking about this, especially Asian American men talking about mental health and, you know, why it's so important. And I think I have to kind of say something because as an Asian American man, I noticed that there's a lot in, um, in our culture in America that is actually very vocal about the mental health issues and, you know, understanding mental health and how to embrace things like counseling and such and things like that. But in the Asian culture, it's pretty much laughed upon, right? It's pretty much ignored and swept under the rug. And I think as much as I love being an American, I think that it's also important to understand the roots of our Asian culture, especially me being Filipino, and kind of facing the realities that we face on a mental health level. Um, and I'll be totally honest, uh, I have a lot on my plate and it's, it, I have to be very intentional about what I do for my mind and what I put in my mind, what I say, what I eat, right and what i and how basically i live my life and frankly growing up the topic of asian american mental health i mean if you if you were to say anything about mental health back in the 90s when i grew up as a kid uh, people thought you were crazy people th- thought you were supposed to be locked up or maybe you had some kind of you know weird disorder uh maybe you, you you had to be see a specialist every single minute of the day like there's a lot of different stigmas so Today, I want to talk about that and kind of uh, address a few things that we can do to strengthen our mental health as Asian American men. So growing up as a Filipino American and uh, predominantly, you know, Italian American, Irish American, Polish American town, um, I realized my culture was very different. I realized I was very different from a young age. Um, I stuck out in pictures, you know, Uh, the food that my family ate was very, very different. And from the get go, growing up as a Filipino American, Asian American, you know, you really feel the weight of being different. And I think it really affects, that's one of the things that really affects our mental health. And the thing is, when we look at our culture, when we look at our community, traditionally, and this is not our parents' fault, because they, they weren't raised with the importance of mental health and all these things. Like, in, in typically, and this is, I find this very common among immigrant cultures, whether it be Asian or Hispanic, African, a lot of what we see in immigrant cultures like the ones my like the one my family is in uh, being filipino we, we, when you had a problem you had two solutions right you just prayed about it right or you just moved forward right that was basically it i remember growing up my dad would tell me that just pray about it and move forward and by the way there's nothing wrong with praying 
about your problems, right? I think that's a valid solution, especially as a man of faith. As I'm older now, I realize what my dad was really saying. But when you're a kid, it seems like you're just supposed to sweep it under the rug, right? Like you're just ignoring it. So as a kid, even though praying about it is, I believe, a, a valid thing now as an adult, as a kid, it just felt that my dad and my mom were just sweeping it under the rug. And that also contributes to mental health issues, right? And it contributes that. And again, it's not my parents' fault. I don't blame them for this. It's just, that's just the, the dichotomy and the difference between the American culture and the Filipino culture, right? And you, when you live in two different worlds, you already feel as a kid the weight of that. And as you get older, you realize how different you are. And you also realize that there's certain issues that you want to bring to the forefront, but your culture doesn't necessarily allow you to talk about it. Now, I was very fortunate that my mother is an open book and she raised me and my siblings in a very strange, very strange for the Filipino culture because when I would tell all the Filipino kids that my life at home was like this, they, they didn't believe me. Basically, my mom was very open about being open. Right, She made sure that we spoke everything out, that we talked everything out, that if I had a problem, I had the room to speak about it. My mother really helped fortify my ability to speak my mind because she never really held me back from saying what I wanted to say. Now, there were some times that that was detrimental to me, right, where I needed to learn how to put a filter on to be a better communicator, uh, to be more tactful, to be more understanding. And even to this day, frankly, I need to keep that in check. But... The, one of the good things was that my mom told me that I needed to speak about my issues. And I know a lot of the, not a lot of Filipino kids had that. So I, while I feel like I had an advantage in that, there, there was also that struggle of having to balance that into the Filipino community. So again, from the get-go, growing up as a Filipino-American, Asian-American, you're already basically told to not talk about your problems in many cases. And again, my, my situation was a little bit different. But even then, even given that advantage of being able to speak my mind, I didn't know how to process a lot of the things I was feeling. So I think it's really important for us to recognize from a cultural standpoint, from, a, uh, from, as a, from an American standpoint, as well as an Asian-American standpoint, it's important to understand that a lot of our mental health issues are rooted in this weird dichotomy, right? And the sooner that we recognize that and accept that, the faster we can move forward. So now that we've basically established and recognized a lot of kind of the base level source of a lot of the Asian American mental health stuff going on right now. Um, you know, being that our culture's never really talked about it and really gave us an opportunity to really face these problems in a, frankly, a healthy way due to the uh, way our culture operates. Again, it's not bad. It's just, that's just how it is. That's how they handle things. What do we do to move forward and what could we do and why is this so important? So, um, as an Asian American man, as a husband, as a father, as a business owner, as a, as, a, as a middle school teacher, you know, we are forced in a lot of times to constantly be in a state of stress. And I know this goes for anybody. I don't care what your race is because and the, the modern American life is frankly very stressful. It's just a very low line in many cases level of stress. Now, if you go to third world countries, and I think this is where a lot of the uh, contention comes from our immigrant uh, parents and you know other cultures, you know, they look at us and say, well, you guys got it easy. You guys have running water. You guys can just go get food anytime you want. Like when you grow up in a third world country, that's true suffering, right? That's true hardship. And we are fine. This is nothing, com what we went through is nothing compared, what you're going through is nothing compared to what we, we went through. So I can kind of see what they're going through. And I, as a guy who works with um, immigrant ch uh, teenagers, they tell me the same thing. They look at American teenagers and kind of scoff at them. You know, why do they have to go to counseling? Why do they have to go to therapy? Why do they have all these issues? Like, we came from a starving nation. We came from a war-torn nation. Why is it that they're going through this? What do they have to complain about? I get what they're saying, but... American stress is not as, while it's not as intense as, say, coming from a war-torn country, a third-world country, it can by no means compare, right? But it's a very consistent, constant, low 
level of stress. Meaning that the moment from, as an American, the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you're constantly in a state of stress, right? It's not intense. It's not intense like being chased by a bear, right? Or being attacked by a horde of, you know, terrorists or something. But what it is, is that you're in this state of stress and you're constantly in it, right? And my teacher uh, mentioned this to me a few months ago. You know, it's, it's really interesting. Human beings are constantly, especially Americans, are constantly in this level, in this state of, of uh, basically stress. And so what do we do about that? Like, how do we contend with that? How do we handle all that? And I think this is where practices and rituals come to place. Because it's one thing, again, to recognize the fact that you have had to deal with a lot of problems in a very different way than other American kids had as, as an Asian American. You may have had to repress a lot of things and stuff like that. But now it's like, what do we do? Because we have to be able to handle this level of stress, right? Our stress, like I talked to my parents the other day, my level of stress is nowhere near the level of stress that my parents had when they were my age because when they were in the Philippines around in their 20s, and they, they basically had to deal with martial law from a true dictator. Like, I'm not a political you know, analyst, but there's a lot of Filipino Americans pulling the uh, dictator card when Trump was in office. And Trump is not a dictator. Like, he's a very arrogant, brash guy. <laughs> I don't agree with everything he does, but he's by no means a dictator because my parents know what a dictator looks like, right? They experience martial law. They know what it looks like. They know what it sounds like. They see the injustice, true injustice and dictatorship that, and tyranny, right? They know what tyranny looks like. So my parents dealt with martial law. They dealt with tyranny. They dealt with having to adjust in a new country completely by themselves, basically with no money, uh, without any contacts, without any real friends or circles around them. They had to leave everything behind in their mid-20s to go and start a new life, right? I can't imagine what that must be like, right? That's so harsh. That's so brutal mentally and emotionally. However, while my generation doesn't have anywhere near that level of stress, right, as I said before, we're still in this low-grade level of stress that we're constantly in, right? We have the stress to put food on the table. We have stress to uh, try to be present for our wives and present for our children and make sure that we're doing a good job at work and make sure that, you know, if you have a side business, you have to make sure that's uh, flourishing and functional. You got to make sure that your fitness is on point. You got to make sure that you're healthy. You got to make sure that you're taking care of all these things. And so it's not an intense level of stress, but it's a, it's a low-grade level of stress that's constant. You're constantly in it. And so what do we do about that? Right. And so now we have to talk about practices. Right. And so you'll hear all the things like exercise and meditation and prayer. And I I think those are important. I talk about those things all the time. But the one thing that I've realized helps me. Right. And this is just one thing I've been using lately and it might change. But this is just one thing that's been helping me, especially as I juggle all of these roles in my life and, you know, work through the level of, you know, stress in my own life. It's the ability to one, take one day at a time. It's easy for me to get very overwhelmed, right? Especially with all the responsibilities that I have. So it's important for me as a father, as a husband, as a business owner, as a teacher, a middle school teacher, all these different jobs that I have to really just take one day at a time. And it sounds so common sense, but we don't usually live by that, right? Like Americans, we're constantly go, 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 go. And the truth is, is that we cherish that, right? Like Americans want to be the hustlers. They want to work and we, we, we pride people on that. But if you look at the stress levels in other countries and other nations, you don't really see that kind of stress level. Now, granted, you know, I love being in America. I think we, this is the greatest plant, uh, country on the planet. And um, my parents would not have left everything behind to come here if it wasn't the greatest country on the planet. Do we have a problem? Sure. But we live in a very abundant society here, very free society here. And I wouldn't leave it for anything else. But I do want to learn from other cultures because they operate at the pace that I believe the soul operates, 
right? And if you, a Bishop Robert Barron, and it doesn't matter if you're Catholic or not, he has a really interesting saying, um, the soul likes to go slow. And I believe that, right? And a lot of times in our culture, we want to go fast. We want to go hard because that's what the American culture cherishes. You turn on social media, you'll get all these influencers are talking about how they're getting after everything and all these things. And that, while I, I, I am all for that, I also understand that the soul needs to go slow. And part of that is to just take it one day at a time, one moment at a time. For me, I'm very... Um, I, I tend to bite off more than I can chew in a lot of cases, right? And my wife has told me this. Um, it's important for me to remind myself that I need to take it one day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time. So basically slow down, right? Instead of focusing on the to-do list of 20 things you got to do today, focus on the first thing and then finish that and do the next thing and then finish that and do the next thing. And so taking one moment at a time, one day at a time, I found is very, very helpful, right? Because again, the soul needs to go slow. That's so important. Now, another thing I've been doing is just installing and inserting a spiritual practice in every moment of my day, even if it's not uh, necessarily um, a, very, a quiet moment. Like, for instance, I don't really have a lot of quiet moments anymore. Like, I went to woke, wake up this morning, and if you know, I have this like very specific morning routine that I've abided by for the last several years. Even with my eldest son being born, I, I was able to maintain this. But now that I have two children, it's harder. And I haven't been able to do it, frankly. And even though I can't do it, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't practice it, right? So, for instance, I used to wake up and meditate for 15 minutes every single morning. I can't really do that anymore because if my youngest newborn is not a, is is not already awake. My eldest is awake, and so today I w- w- went to wake up and do my routine. And my my eldest boy was awake. He was at the bottom of the stairs, and I had to take care of him. And I had to find a way to work out with him in the garage and pray and all these things. And so I said, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to insert something in every little moment. So when I'm feeding my newborn and he's crying and I'm trying to change his diaper, I just say a prayer. For instance, I say, Lord, thank you for this moment with my son, for a son to change a diaper of. Thank you so much for uh, this moment with my wife. Even though we're doing dishes right now and we're hustling to get the kids in the car, I have a family to get the kids in the car. I have a family to get in the car. You know, even when I pull into my driveway after a long day of errands with the family or even a long day of work, I say, Lord, thank you for giving me a vehicle and getting my family home safe, right? These little things, these little tiny prayers that I do, and again, you don't have to necessarily be a, a person of faith to do this, but I found that it really helps me because it helps me stay grounded and present in the moment, right? And the other thing is ensuring that my training as a martial artist and as a fitness guy it stays intact. Now, that's really hard to do with all the responsibilities I have. I really don't have a lot of time in the day, but what I've found is it's very similar to the spiritual practice I, where you insert things, random points of the day. I can insert physical exercise or martial arts training at any moment of the day. So I'm very fortunate that my day job in Kickstart Kids encourages me to teach martial arts to kids and I get to train with them a little bit, so that helps. But if you're not in that position, could you like every 30 minutes just do 10 squats? do 10 push-ups every 30 minutes just put an alarm on your phone every 30 minutes you just do 10 squats 10 push-ups and maybe 10 crunches or something like that you know just use your imagination do whatever you like but if you just inserted that throughout the day your body it eventually adds up and your body gets stronger for it like the other day i didn't have a chance to really work out um i usually work out five days a week today this whole week has been insane so i've inserted like two minutes here three minutes here 10 minutes there and that all adds up is it optimal no it's not but i found that it keeps my mental state steady because it forces me to be consistent in my physical activity which basically fights anxiety and depression right so these are little things so again these are little practices that we can insert Again, we have to recognize the roots of our, our, our mental health issues as Asian American men. We can't let it slide. We can't sweep it under the rug. We need to face these things. We need to make sure that we're structuring our lives in such a way that we're beneficial to our families and our community and our workplace, right? And that starts with understanding the root of it 
right? And understanding some practices that we can do. Do I think getting professional help is amazing? Absolutely, you should. Um, and I think that it's very helpful to have a, a support system around you. But if you're in a season in your life where you're just constantly on the go, you need to slow down, take it one moment at a time, one day at a time, insert a spiritual practice in even the most mundane, even the stressful parts of your day. Slow down and say a prayer. Slow down, give thanks for the moment. Give thanks for something in that moment. And then the third thing is keep that physical activity going. Because physical activity has been shown to keep your mental state calm and peaceful. All right. So again, guys, I will see you guys later. Take care. God bless and be the hero in your life.